back to Baseball Connection. So we had an ALDS day on Saturday. We had both ALDS matchups, the Orioles and Rangers and Astros and Twins. And it was good. I mean, you had the Rangers beating Baltimore to take a 2-0 series lead. You had the Twins beating Houston to tie up the series at one game apiece. So Mitch Garver made his playoff debut for the Rangers, and it was a big one. He hit a grand slam in the third inning. And, yeah, I mean, just right right off the bat, it was one of those that you knew was gone. But this was only the second postseason grand slam in Texas Rangers history, and this put the game well out of reach. It was already 5-2, to two, Texas, in the top of the third. But he hit that grand slam, and that gave them an early 9-2 lead. And it was an eventual 11-8 win over the Orioles at Camden Yards. The Orioles came storming back later in the game. But I say this is the second grand slam in Rangers history because the first one was a walk-off grand slam by Nelson Cruz in the 11th inning of Game 2 of the 2011 ALCS. That was the one of the most legendary moments in Rangers franchise history. I mean, those of us who were watching that game remember that one very vividly. The Nelly Cruz walk-off in 2011, that was 12 years ago. can't believe it was that long ago, but it's true. Nelly Cruz with that shot, I mean, that's probably the biggest hit in Rangers playoff history. And this is the second grand slam. So not necessarily on that level as far as moments go because it wasn't a walk-off or anything and the game was already, you know, they had a pretty healthy lead. But, uh, I mean, in the playoffs, one swing can change things. And that's what it was. It was over left field. So only 33 home runs went over the left field wall at Camden Yards this season. That's the fewest in any MLB ballpark. But Garver's Grand Slam, which was his fifth hardest hit homer of the year, would have been a homer in all 30 ballparks, making it his eighth, no doubt, of this season. We know that the Orioles moved their fences back. And now left field is pretty big there. It's one of the toughest places to hit the ball out now in the major league. It's, it's a deep part of the park. But even at that, Mitch Garver was able to get the ball out of there. No doubter, actually. So got a good pitch to hit, and he blasted it. And 419 feet was the total distance out there. So he had five RBIs on the game, and that ties the Rangers' postseason single-game record, done twice previously, of course, Nelly Cruz in 2011 ALCS and Michael Young in Game 6 of that same series. But 11 runs? I mean, obviously, to win, you have to score more runs than the opponent, right? And 11 runs is going to get it done most of the time. That's the second most the Rangers have scored in a postseason game, with 15 being the most, which, once again, 2011 ALCS against Detroit, Game 6. I mean, it sounds like that 2011 ALCS against Detroit was really, uh, you know, that was that, that was a special one, obviously. I, I think many of us can remember that. If, if we were watching baseball at that time, you don't forget how good the Rangers were about 11 years ago, 12 years ago. And they had a, a nice little run there. They almost won the World Series back in those days, but we know that they were just inches away and ended up losing to St. Louis Cardinals, for instance. You know, they faced off with the San Francisco Giants, had some uh, trips to the World Series, but never could quite get it done. But this was, yeah, this was a Rangers victory. Now they take a, a commanding 2 nothing series lead. Remember, this is a best of five. The first team to win three games advances. So Baltimore has their backs against the wall as they have to travel to Arlington now as they go to Texas to continue this series on Tuesday. 
let's head to Houston, where we had a good Twins-Astros game. So the Twins won this game. It was Pablo Lopez on the mound for Minnesota. He looked sharp. He looked very, very sharp. Seven scoreless innings in this game. I mean, he's the first Twins pitcher to do that since his idol, Johan Santana, in 2004. His childhood idol. And he helped deliver the first Twins playoff victory in 19 years. It's been a minute since Minnesota has won a playoff game. And, I mean, yeah, they, they're used to coming into the... Uh, well, obviously, we're not talking about the wild card. This is first non-wild card win, right? Um, but, yeah, game two of the ALDS, I mean... Pablo Lopez, seven innings, no earned runs, seven strikeouts. Just phenomenal. Phenomenal. And, you know, these are these are the kind of starts you need if you're going to even think about beating the Houston Astros. I mean, that's the that that's that's the task you have ahead of you. I mean, he was dominant all night long. He threw 105 pitches, you know, 69 strikes. He uses fastball, and he makes things up. He only uses fastball 31% of the time. And seven strikeouts to one walk. I mean, this dude was just on the money. It's just the stuff sometimes. I mean, I was seeing pitches he was throwing. I mean, his, his velo was up there in 97, right? And he was throwing some pitches in 97, middle of the plate, and guys were still missing it. I mean, that tells you you have some movement on your on your pitches. It's not just straight. That's what it means. Guys are missing it. Guys are popping it up. Guys were getting were late on it. You know, obviously, the velo helps. 97 is not is not uh, <laughs> soft by any means. But that velo helps you get away with some location that you, you can still put in the middle of the plate. If you're throwing upper 90s, you know, it's, it's hard to square that up. So, you know, Astros relatively quiet in this game. I mean, Jordan Alvarez hit a home run in the eighth inning when you know, they finally got to the bullpen. I uh, went Pablo Lopez out of the game, but uh, that, you know, Brock Stewart gave up that home run, but that wasn't enough. It wasn't going to be enough. And as far as the Twins, what did they do offensively? Well, they tagged Framber Valdez for five earned runs in four and a third. That's what they did. I mean, Carlos Correa hit two doubles. Kyle Farmer hit a home run. And, yeah, plenty of offense from the Twins. So now this series is, is tied at one game apiece. And now it's going to go back to Minnesota. The Twins stole a game in Houston, which is, which is what they want to do. See, first of all, I think that that narrative is a bit overplayed in baseball, especially because, I mean, home field advantage is real. That's for sure. I mean, you just look at records, home and away splits. But not every team, I, I don't know. It, it just depends. I don't know how much of a home field advantage the Twins have. We'll see. I mean, that crowd is going to be lively. You know, they love playoff baseball there in Minnesota. It's going to be cold, obviously, if the Twins are used to that. That might be better for them than the Astros who are used to playing in a dome or, you know, in AL West cities all the time. But we'll see. Because I guess what I'm trying to say is like, oh, yeah, I know this whole thing, you steal a, steal home field advantage by winning a game on the road. And they have to, well, in order for that to work, you have to win all your home games. You have to win all your home games. I mean, if you lose one home game, you give the advantage right back. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the only way that's going to play out. But we're going to see the ALDS continue on Tuesday. And it's going to be a good one. You have Christian Javier for the Astros versus Sonny Gray for the Twins. Sonny Gray. He's an ace. He's an ace for Minnesota. So, I mean, Minnesota has put themselves in a really good spot right now. You know, Sonny Gray starting at home against Christian Javier, who hasn't been great all year. He just hasn't. So, Minnesota has, has put themselves in a nice position. But we'll see that come Tuesday. 
On Monday, the NLDS resumes. You have Phillies and Braves in Atlanta, and then you have D-backs and Dodgers. These are two interesting games because the Braves have lost, and so the Dodgers. So both teams, which have been favorites so far, are in a, an 0-1 hole right now. It's Zach Wheeler versus Max Freed on Monday night. See, Wheeler has been lights out. The Braves also struggled to hit this guy. He's pitching for Philly on Monday. And Max Freed is back just in time for, you know, for, for the Braves. He was great down the stretch. And, you know, he put his finger blister issue behind him. Now he's entering a showdown. He could be the X factor for Atlanta this postseason, or at least the Braves stopper after they dropped game one at home. They have to win this game. Because you don't want to go back to Philly. So I just talked a moment ago about home field advantage. Philadelphia has a legitimate home field advantage. That is a stadium you do not want to play in as an opposing player, especially in October. Because we've seen it. We saw it last year. We saw it this year. We've seen how much their crowd gets into it and how they can really lift up their guys. I mean, look, look at back in August, how they lifted up Trey Turner when he was struggling. That turned his season around. I mean, look at last year when... When Spencer Strider struggled there in game two and how the crowd really got into it. Bryce Harper with the home run. You know, this year, Bryson Stott with the Grand Slam in the wildcard series. I mean, Philadelphia is the kind of place you do not want to go when you're down 0-2. If you're down 0-2 going to Philly, that that is going to be a really, really tough environment to win. So, absolutely must win. It's an absolute must-win game for the Atlanta Braves on Monday. Let's see if they can do it. That's where we stand with things, folks. Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't mention the D-backs Dodgers. So D-backs Dodgers, I mean, is this, I wouldn't say it's a must win for the Dodgers because they can, you know, they, they can beat anyone. But, I mean, losing losing game one with Kershaw on the mound was, was not good, right? Because they already were thin on pitching. They were already thin on pitching for this series. So now you have Zach Gallen, the all-star, the guy who started the all-star game for the National League. He's pitching for the D-backs on Monday. And he's facing Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller is, is good. I mean, he's he's not great, but he's good. He can give them he can he can he's capable of twirling or spinning a good start on any night. Because he had a three six a three point seven six ERA on the season. He's good. But it's the playoffs, right? I mean it's the playoffs. So the leash will be short and we'll see if his offense can help him out. That's what he's gonna need. He's gonna need some offense. In this game, that's the truth, and we'll see if he gets that. So, great matchups tonight, a lot on the line, but we'll see how things go. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.